You broke into my house, stole my property, murdered my servants and my pets. And that is what grieves me the most. You killed my snake. Between the time when Heaven's Gate drank United Artists and the rise of the movie franchise, there was an age undreamed of. And onto this late seating, destined to wear the jeweled crown of podcast reviewing upon a troubled brow. It is I, their chronicler, who alone can tell thee of their saga. Let me tell you of the days of high criticism. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie, and we see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. Right, Steve? That's what we usually do, yeah. And unless you haven't guessed, we're going to do a very particular kind of film... From the 1982s. <laughs> I say the 1982s because holy shit a lot came out in 1982, Steve. Yeah, it was a busy year. It was the same year that gave us E.T. Mm-hmm. and gave us Blade Runner and gave us Porky's and gave us um, gonorrhea. That's a little private backstory. I was 13, so I didn't get gonorrhea, guys. I just was pulling it. I was trying to be edgy and... I'm, I'm sorry, I started this whole podcast gross. I'm sorry, now everyone's picturing me as a 13-year-old kid with gonorrhea. You try to impress the kids by being edgy with your humor, and this is where it gets you. And now they're just picturing me watching E.T. with a Bernie penis. Yeah, see? Let this be a lesson. Let this be a lesson, not just to you, Jason, but to all prospective podcasters. (laughs) Ow! Now, what movie are we going to do? We just named all the really big ones. We're going to do a little film called Conan the Barbarian. <gasps> Conan the Barbarian! Another one of Steve's favorites, which is fantasy movies, right, Steve? <laughs> yeah, this one's, you know, it's... There's fantasy, it's but there's chopping off of heads, too, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't get it. There's chopping off of heads in the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, but they're like four hours long. <laughs> a four-hour head chopping? The, no, that would be okay. What is he using? A spork? <laughs> get 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 him a sword. Will someone please get that hobbit a sword? That's my independent film called Spork, in which someone decapitates someone over a period of four hours with a spork. <laughs> At least tie him up. I mean, it's just sad. He's just sitting there. <laughs> no, just, most of it is spent chasing the person mm. around. Come back here! God damn it! <laughs> then he finally catches him and he, and he breaks the plastic spork on yeah. the neck. And then the twist is, I open up the coat, and there's rows of plastic sporks. <laughs> and then we get Spork 2 Electric Boogaloo. See, I have it all planned out. I've got ideas, Steve. Cue the Twilight the, Zone music. The The podcast has made me movie nutty, is what it's done. You know, not all ideas are good ideas. Don't ever tell me that. <laughs> but I have so many of them. Okay, well, hey guys, we're doing Conan the Barberin. And <laughs> and now's, now, if we have any trivia, we're desperate to get out before I do the who made it and what the hell's going on and what's who's that guy with long hair? And whose idea was this? 
do you have any trivia you want to spill all over me? <laughs> I'm in a mood. <laughs> you are. Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I just, I just, I noticed watching this for the first time in a very long time that, I mean, you can tell that Conan was never the same after Jay Leno stole the Tonight Show back from him. I mean, it really affected uh, him. He... Uh, Steve. Sorry. And then he got syphilis. You know that Conan is a traditional Irish. <laughs> he got syphilis. For the kids. I threw that in for the kids. Considering how much Conan humped. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't get some sort of disease. He, he had something by the end of this. I mean, <laughs> he had a lot of somethings. Um, well, Conan's a traditional Irish name, and unless you, you guys don't know, um, I've done a lot of research into the literary history of Conan the Barbin, Bar- Barbasol, <laughs> and um, Conan is from, well, I mean... I don't want to get into the entire mythology of it, but in the mythology of it, this is like a prehistory history. And um, he comes from an area that would eventually become Ireland, which is why he has an Irish name in yeah. the books. Does not explain why he is not <laughs> Irish in the he movies. He is not remotely Irish in this movie. He, he's barely human in the movie. <laughs> um, but that's why Conan O'Brien's got a name. It's Conan. Because he's Irish, right? I, that's that. That's been my understanding for several years. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm not going to point out the fact that I called your whole Conan O'Brien joke in my head days when we decided to do this movie. I was like, oh, <laughs> he's going to make a Conan time. O'Brien joke. <laughs> he's going for the low hanging fruit. But did you know that I was going to say I wish that on his last episode he had beheaded Jay Leno? <laughs> no, I didn't. With know the that. sword that Jay Leno stole from Conan O'Brien's father. <laughs> You stole my father's sword. <laughs> All right, let's do the who the hell thought this was a good idea. You ready? Let's do it. Okay, it was directed by John Milius. Now, John has a pretty extensive career before Conan as a writer, and uh, he worked on Dirty Harry and uh, Jaws, where he was uncredited, in which he says he had something to do with the now very famous USS Indianapolis monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as a director goes, his only other really big notable film is Red Dawn. And guys, that is... A eventually going to make its way here. <laughs> uh, it was produced by Buzz... Buzz... Oh, boy. Buzz Fitchens, I guess. Buzz Fitchens and Rafaela de Laurentiis, directed by John Millius... I'm sorry, written by John Millius and Oliver Stone. <gasps> now, it's my understanding that Oliver Stone wrote the first draft of this screenplay, and then uh, John Millius went in and rewrote what Oliver Stone had written. I have seen some of the dialogue that Oliver Stone wrote, and uh, boy, that script is a lot more thoughtful <laughs> and uh, puts a lot more dialogue in Conan's mouth. I wonder why they took all that dialogue away for the film. Hmm. You, can, you might be able to guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Based on Conan the Barbarian by Robert E. Howard, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Conan the Barbarian. Hey, Steve. Yeah. You know, they had other people in mind for Conan the Barbarian. They did? Yeah. Want to know who some of those people are? <laughs> Yeah, I would love to know who some of those people were. Well, the first one was William Smith, and William Smith was eventually cast as Conan's father. Huh. Now, he's a character actor. You've seen him on plenty of TV and in other movies and stuff. He's a little old. He, yeah. he, he looks really old, so not a good fit. But the next one is not a fit in any way, shape, or form. Who would that be? Charles Bronson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Charles. 
Charles Bronson as Conan the Barbarian. Okay, there's an alternate world in another dimension where Charles Bronson was not only cast as Superman, but yeah. he was also cast as Conan the Barbarian. Oh boy, wouldn't you love to just visit that universe? You clearly wouldn't want to live there. But you wanna... I don't understand. Why does this guy have a sword? Why doesn't he just shoot everybody? Because <laughs> it's ancient time. And you have guns in ancient times? <laughs> So how about my guy invents gunpowder? <laughs> Somebody had to be the first to come up with it. Why not my guy? It'll be the Enigma of Gunpowder. The Enigma of Guns. That's it. It's not really part of the Conan story. We're, we're, we're diverging from the uh, literary canon quite a bit already, Charles. I don't know. I don't read. <laughs> Literature? These are movies, Pally. <laughs> Okay, uh, Jerry Lopez as Subatai. Yeah. Sandal Bergman as Valeria. James Earl Jones as my favorite named character ever, Tulsa Doom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here comes another one. Two of my favorite actors. And Max von Sydow mm-hmm. as King Osric. He's in it for three minutes. He's the best three minutes in this movie. <laughs> Mako, another one of my favorites. Yeah. Mako in as the Wizard of the Mounds. Thanks for giving him a name. <laughs> William Smith, as we mentioned before, is Conan's father. Sven Oli Thorsen <laughs> as Thorgrim. Another guy who, for some reason, I don't think has any dialogue. No. Probably because he's Swedish. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, does, he his presence does all the talking. He's a Swedish karate champion. Wow, they have those. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I had he's no it. idea. He's it. <laughs> Yeah, Ben Davidson, who is a football player, um, as Rexor. Cassandra Gava as Witch. <laughs> okay. Valerie Quinesson as Osric's daughter. Uh, Jorge Sands, or, yeah, it's Jorge Sands as young Conan. And a woman who goes by the name Nadiuska. That's it! <laughs> She's the share of Spain, and she <laughs> plays Conan's mommy. Music by Basil Polidorus. Please tell me I'm saying that right. It's close enough for me. Great. Um, <laughs> you'll recognize his other very, very subtle musical scores that he provided to RoboCop and Starship <laughs> Troopers and Hunt for Red October. And I'll say this out loud. I like his music. It works. His music works really well. Oh, I agree. You you want something to get your blood up? If you have to go into war, you go find Basil Paula Papa Papa Top and you tell him you score me something that'll make me not mind killing other people. <laughs> And he'll do it. He's good. He's like, I, that's you're in. You're asking the right guy. We're lucky he wasn't alive when the Nazis were alive. He'd have he'd be employed full time, and they'd have catchy music. We don't need that. No. Cinematography by Duke Callahan. Uh, edited by C. Timothy O'Meara. Production company, Dino De Laurentiis Corporation and Edward R. Pressman Productions. Distributed in North America by Universal Pictures and distributed everywhere else by 20th Century Fox. It was released international, uh, no, in North America on May 14th, 1982. Running time, 129 goddamn minutes. <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been longer. It could have been longer. Budget, $16 million. Box office, $130 million. Enough to earn an awful sequel. <laughs> I mean, at that point, they almost had to make another one. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it's not. it wasn't like the major blockbuster. It wasn't like it, it made gajillions of money. But it made enough to earn a sequel. Yeah. And, granted, the production uh, quality on the sequel is better, but I just don't like it. It had a monster in it. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, once you've seen... And, Schwarzenegger yeah. swinging the big sword. That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care if he is, you know, fighting a monster. Uh, you know. mm. And I don't mean Grace Jones. I mean, there's like a goopy monster. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry, Grace no. Jones is a human being. She just seems otherworldly. <laughs> and that's on her. She does it on purpose. <laughs> All right, Steve. Here you go. Here's your here's your battle thong. Oh, sweet. I hope it fits. It's got to be snug. <laughs> Here, practically wear no armor at all. No shirt, nothing. Here, here, here's your little headband helmet. It, it spikes. It's really ineffective. Go ahead, put that I on. I got it. It'll make here's me look your, scary. Yeah, here's your 900-pound sword cool. that you're just going to swing around. Oh, by the way, Schwarzenegger did his own stunts in this. Well, I mean, who's going to double him at this point in his career? <laughs> they were like, we can't find anybody. <laughs> he's, he's literally as big as a house. Although it would be funnier if they managed to find a normal-sized person to sub in for him, and every time they cut away, he shrinks. Yeah. <laughs> or they can only cut to incredibly wide shots where you can't even see what's going on. <laughs> Why do they even? Uh, is that Conan? All right. Here's your here's your fur booties. Oh, thank you. And later on, after the review, I promise you, we're gonna go see that witch for some. Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm here for, buddy. And hopefully she won't turn evil and try to, you know, eat us while we're having sex with her. Well, if she does, whatever, then we can just throw her into a fucking fireplace. <laughs> You know, like in Hansel and Gretel, right? Yeah. yeah. Ha- Hansel, what are you doing with that witch? Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Open the oven door. <laughs> oh, boy, my mood is just continuing. I don't know where I'm going. You ready? Uh, I'm going to strap on all of this armor that you actually need for fighting with swords. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. And let's, let's go into the world of Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. That was dramatic pause there. Steve? Yes. Take it away. Into into the ancient land of Hyboria. Hyboria? That's correct. Well, we get um, an opening narration from the character, from the wizard character, the character played by Mako, though we don't know that yet. Uh, Uh, Excuse me, he's known as the Wizard of the Bounds. (laughs) Thanks, nerd. No problem. (laughs) I'll go back in my box now. (laughs) I'll be over here. Uh, Yeah, he... he, he, (laughs) I'm going to be painting my Warcraft figurine. He eventually identifies himself as as the chronicler of Conan, but we don't yes. actually learn who he is until later in the movie. But he basically says... Much later! Yeah. He says, look, this was a long fucking time ago, and it was a... In a, a galaxy far, a, a, far a, away. Yeah. And there's, it was a bygone age, and... and yeah, and, it was after Atlantis went poo-poo yeah. into the water. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. and this... Hey, okay, and here's... Conan was here, and, and he was destined to become a great king, and I alone can tell you his story and he says let me tell you of the days of high adventure and then the music comes in as bam blank and blank and then we watch then we get an instructable on how to make a sword wrong yeah exactly how to not make a sword but it looks better in a movie now the actual swords they use they built two swords for the film um they spent ten thousand dollars on those swords they're nice looking swords they're they're great looking swords i want to own at least one of them and um but yeah they show uh what turns out to be conan's daddy and he makes a sword isn't that great yeah the end. That's it. I mean, it's a really nicely shot sword-making sequence. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah. And then, then we cut to a scene in which Conan's dad takes uh, little, little Conan up into the mountains on a, on a I think, a superimposed shot. Yeah, right? I look at That's it, a special effects shot. Yeah, it looks like they're sitting in front of, like, a rear-projected sky or something. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm going to tell you about God now, okay? And um, he tells him that they worship Krom, and uh, the giants stole the riddle, the enigma 
of steel from the gods, and then the gods got angry, Krom got angry, and they fought with the giants, and they got so angry they forgot about the Enigma of Steel, and then people got it. And that's why we have steel now. And then when you die, Krom's gonna ask you about the rule of steel, and if you don't know it, then, uh, I don't know, he laughs at you. And <laughs> Look, trust you me, don't... you just, you don't want that to happen. Yeah, that's bad. That's enough character development for me! <laughs> <laughs> and for you, really. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. <laughs> So then we cut to uh, little Conan's out in the forest. I think he's fishing in nothing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like ice fishing on, on the ground. because yeah, it's all snowy <laughs> in his little village. Yeah. He's got this little village. And uh, then um, a raver, like from Germany, shows up. He's got tattoos all over yeah. his body. His hair's all crazy. He's real high on ecstasy or something. And he shows up, and then all of a sudden all these bad guys show up on horses, and they got dogs and battle axes and war hammers and they're evil, they're, right, Steve? Oh, they, and they, they do them some killing. Well, they do, Steve. They, well, they kill pretty much everybody and burn and everybody's to... yeah, burn everybody's yeah. houses down and uh, the the only people they, they kill Conan's father. Oh, yeah. They kill the hell he out of him. He gets eaten by dogs. Yeah, he gets, what, he gets, he gets whacked with a hammer, he gets hit with an yeah, axe, he, and then he gets beaten, he gets, hit he gets eaten by dogs. He gets eaten by dogs <laughs> and then uh, these guys in Helmas come up and they take a sword and Conan's mom is there and she's got a sword she's like, Conan's right next to and the guys take off their helmets and they got helmet hair and they don't do anything to their hair they just leave the helmet hair like it is it looks stupid they look like football players with really long hair and it looks dumb Steve well but you wouldn't say that to their faces because they're hardened I would too evil killers <laughs> I'd be like go like this guys just feather it out a little bit <laughs> just fluff it, it looks stupid <laughs> just, just... it looks so dumb <laughs> and then they, they they wouldn't answer because they don't speak your language that's true they're just what does he say um, yeah but then um, then the big bad guy shows up yeah the the leader of this band of of bandits uh gets say his name his name is Thulsa Doom Ooh, and who's he played by? He's played by James Earl Jones. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, baby. And he takes, he takes his father's sword, and he looks at it, and he looks at, uh, I guess he hypnotizes the mom. Yeah, with his bright blue eyes. Yeah. And uh, she puts her sword down, and then he chops her head off. Yep. <laughs> he chops it the hell off. He, like, just gives it one swipe, and it comes right off. Yeah. I mean, the head was barely and, on to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, chain up little Conan, because he's a slave now, huh? Yep. All the kids are. They enslave the kids, and the narrator says that they, they take the children north. Yeah. And they, they put them to work pushing uh, the Wheel of Pain, this big old, uh, like a, a wheel with a bunch of logs sticking out of it that they just have to just push and push and push forever. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's like a mill or something. It doesn't... I thought maybe it was a mill or something, but it's just this big wheel that they just push forever. Yeah. Like, well, we got to, look, we enslaved all these kids. We got to give them something to do. <laughs> it's a way of keeping them busy. Just, yeah. They're, they're just a ball of energy at this age. <laughs> we got to just get, get them to just push the uh-huh. wheel for 20 years and that's what happens Conan pushes yeah. the wheel for 20 years and he we have yeah. a time lapse that does, we see him like uh, as a child pushing it and then when it, he first gets there he's like one amongst a whole bunch of kids yeah yeah. and by the end he's Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's like pushing it with one finger yeah. and he's all by himself he's the only one yeah and it's like man you know maybe we shouldn't have <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have had him push the wheel for 20 years and grow into a fucking colossus who could kill us all with his bare hands no nah, because his owners his redheaded owner <laughs> Yeah. Is like, hey, I got a better idea, right? Yeah, I'm going to I'm I'm going to sign him up with UFC. 
He's going to become a mixed martial artist. Oh, UFC dreams of being like this. Oh, I know. Well, I, in the very beginning, they were. Then they had to have. Then they had to damn introduce laws rules. about murder. <laughs> yeah, he he becomes like a a fighter, like a like a pit yeah. fighter, and uh, and his owners make a money bank a bank off of him. Oh yeah, because he just kind of pushes him into a pit, and a guy with razor teeth attacks him, and he attacks back, and then he kills him, and everyone's like, "Yay!" Conan's and like, "I, I could get used to this." Yeah, Conan's like, "This is my life." Life now. Cool. <laughs> I I don't know how I'm not a crazy person after pushing a wheel for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> so then the narrator tells us that this is what he does, and we get a montage, the bloodiest montage ever. Oh, boy. Ever. Yeah, because Conan sure is a good fighter. Oh, yeah, he's just killing people. He's co- covered in blood. His red-headed owner is like, yippee! <laughs> and and <laughs> and we find out that Conan, his victories were too numerous to, to count. He's just one big old murder machine, right? Yep, And, and but apparently his, 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 his owner was like, you know, I bet if I actually trained him, he could be even better. So we see that yeah. a- after he became this world famous or regionally famous fighting champion, he was also uh-huh. he was trained in the fighting skills from the Far East. That's right. He how goes to use to the sword. Far East. He learns how to use a sword. He learns how to read. Yeah. Um, all the knowledge of the world is open up to him. Poetry and, and philosophy and, you know, what passed for science back then. He was like, ah, oh, uh, according to this. <laughs> Wait, I got to go back to my German again. <laughs> according to this, if I take a chicken... And throw it in the air, where it lands will tell me where my bride is. Science! <laughs> and he also learns how to make it with the ladies. Uh, in, yeah, in, here we go. In front of so people in a cage. He's kept in a cage. They bring in a, a naked woman. He he covers her. He the whole scene. He covers her with a blanket. She's terrified. She covers he covers her up with a with a fur, right? Yeah. And he's very gentle and very nice. And then he fucks her against her will. Yeah. He gives he gives her a few moments of gentleness first, which rel- uh-huh. which relatively speaking makes him one of the nicest people in this movie. True enough. That's true. <laughs> On enough. the sliding scale, you know. And then, for no reason, his owner frees him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I'm I, there. I chopped your chains off. Go." Just the go. narrator says something about like having a wild animal or something along those lines. But basically, his owner <laughs> trained his slave to become an unstoppable murder machine. <laughs> And then let him go. Yeah. Now, I would like to point out that after 20 years, after seeing your parents murdered, then pushing a wheel for 20 years, <laughs> then becoming a becoming a murder boxer, and then learning, and then also having sex in front of other people. <laughs> he's not completely insane at this point. No, he's actually kind of a low-key dude. He's so low-key, barely talks. <laughs> Considering all he's been through. <laughs> so now we cut, and he's running away from dogs. Yeah, the dogs are after him. And yeah. he climbs up this mound of rocks. The mound of rocks of, of plot convenience. Yes. Yeah, he runs right into it. <laughs> yeah. And he and he, and he, fa- he finds a hole. Hey, yeah, he finds a hole, yeah. and he jumps down, and it's like a tomb. It's like the- No, he can't jump down things. Remember, oh, that's right. this movie wouldn't be Conan if we didn't hear Arnold Schwarzenegger do this a lot. Which, for you film trivia buffs, his first lines in the film. That's true. <laughs> 
he falls into the hole yeah. and he finds a corpse. Yeah, a whole bunch of dead people. Yeah. Now, <laughs> book nerd. Uh, <laughs> actually. I think what they wanted... Oh, yeah. Hey, nerd, get up. Oh, sorry. Um. Well, actually, I believe that this was supposed to be an Atlantean tomb with an Atlantean king because Conan is actually descended from the Atlanteans. Okay, thanks. Get back in your box. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> Here's a triple. Oh, goody. Um, <laughs> Don't feed it. So the, the, the king's sitting in a, like a throne and mm-hmm. he's got a sword and Conan's like, I gotta give me that sword. I've got to get that sword! <laughs> he gets the sword, he knocks all the crap off it and then the skeleton in the throne gets all depressed. He took my sword, man. <laughs> it was the only thing that I had to keep oh, him going. The one nice thing so, I could, I managed to keep. <laughs> He climbs out of the hole with his new sword, knocks the chain off of his ankle, kills them dogs, and makes a nice first suit out yeah, of it. Yeah, baby. And now we we have oh, well, we see a lot in this. Arnold Schwarzenegger running everywhere. He likes to keep fit. That's how and, he does his cardio. You know, big guy like he him walks up. Yeah, he walks up, and there's this hut, and there's a lady in the hut, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Come, come, fuck my pussy." Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, basically, she doesn't say that, but she's like, "Come inside my house." And um, have intercourse with me. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And so he goes in there and she's like, you're the one that was promised to come. The one that's going to fuck me. The one who's going to be the king. The one that, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's who you are. And he's, and she's, and he's like, I want to know more. And she's like, wait, does, no, it's, they talk about price or something, well, right? And, and this, oh, yeah. He mentions looking for the standard of the people who, who killed his people. Yes. And she says she has that information, but it comes at a price, right? Yeah. And the price is. Is a good co- dick. <laughs> Conan's Wang, and he's so good, she turns into a demon. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it, it, it happens from time to time. He's he's humping her, and she's like talking about you need to go to this city, and um, oh, I got monster teeth now, and uh oh, I got monster eyes, and he hasn't noticed yet, and oh, my voice is changing, oh, now my hair has gone weird, and I think that's a little too freaky for Conan. <laughs> oh, I man. think he's more used to uh, women unwillingly being thrown into a cage, and this is a little too wild for him. He had heard rumors about just how free Western women are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they turn into vampires i just i think that's too much freedom i think, I think she's a witch she's the one that's the witch yeah. and so he throws her into the fireplace like you do like you do doesn't seem to really bother her all that much she turns into a star trek alien yeah and then shoots around the room as like a fiery ball of light and then flies away laughing <laughs> and conan is just like huh what we don't see later on in the movie is that uh, it comes back and this ball of light has a smaller ball of light. <laughs> Conan, you need <laughs> to acknowledge your Papa. son. <laughs> Take responsibility, Conan. <clears throat> All right, but first I must talk to Maria. <laughs> I need a DNA test. <laughs> I'm a ball of light, Papa. How am I going to get DNA out of this? This is not my problem. Yeah. So the next morning, he's leaving the hut, and he notices something. Yeah, there's, like, this guy who apparently has been there the whole time. Listening to him fuck uh, the witch. He's like, hey, you fucked that witch last night? Holy shit. Wow. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad she just chained, chained me to this rock. And he's like, hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm food for the wolves. And they th- think that's funny. <laughs> and now they're besties. Yeah. They were going to kill and, you by feeding you to wolves. <laughs> yeah. This guy's name is Sobatai. Yeah. A archer and thief, right? Yep, and bestest buddy in the whole world. That's right. And now they start running together. <laughs> 
And there's a couple little scenes where they talk about the gods that they worship, and they get to know each other, and, you know, they have, like, a chicken. And Subutai's a man of the world, and he gets to know Conan, and Conan's never been to a city, so they go to a city, right? Yeah. And Conan's like, this place stinks. Yeah. How does the wind but get the in food- here? Yeah, but the food is good. And then they run to another city. <laughs> And just when you start thinking, oh my god, is this the rest of the movie? <laughs> they just visit city to city. We run to another city, and Conan's looking for the double snake head thing. Remember that? Oh, we didn't even mention it. Uh, Tulsa Doom's symbol uh, is a two-headed snake looking at each other over a sun and a moon. Right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's like, I remember, I remember this thing when I was a kid, in which... Guys came and chopped my mom's head off and dogs ate my dad. And I'm carrying a grudge still. Do you know where I can find this? And the guy's like, hey, there's only one snake that I know of, and that's in the tower up there. And they're all over the place, this snake cult. And they, boy, they, they suck. <laughs> I don't even know why the king lets them build in town. <laughs> <laughs> like, he should have just squashed it from the start. Weird, huh? Like, immediately, but it just happened. I don't know. And then, the um, by the way, book nerd, get up. Get up. Up, nerd. Oh, right. We're talking about the scene. Oh, right. Um, so uh, the merchant offers uh, uh, Conan Stygian Black Lotus. You need to what, tell what them is why that, that's... nerd? Oh, uh, that's Conan's uh, greatest weakness is the Black Lotus. And uh, they treat it like it's some sort of regular old drug in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets a little buzzed. Just... Yeah, I'll get back in the box. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, nerd. Anyway, so they wander around and he punches a camel. And <laughs> yes, he does. Decide... He, he knocks a camel the fuck out. Yeah, he does. Um, and then they decide they're going to rob the temple, right? The big snake temple. Yeah. Oh, and kudos, production company, for building a snake temple. I know. And and quite a smart looking one, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're breaking in, and then they see a, a, but other person's there, and she's sexy. Mm-hmm. She's, <laughs> and we, we never, I don't think anyone ever actually says her name in the movie, but her name. They do. do, do her they? name's her Valeria. Her name is Valeria. Yeah. yeah. Valeria. And she's like, I'm robbing this place. And they're like, so are we. And she's like, let's do it together. <laughs> now we're trio dun, 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 dun. and they go and they climb up the tower and they go down in the hole in the tower and she's like hey i see this ritual going on i'm gonna break in here and i'm gonna put on these this girl's robes and i'm gonna see what's going on you guys go down in where it's smellier <laughs> and see what you can find down there so they go down there and they see like a little altar and uh some gems and a gigantic snake a big old snake <laughs> A really big, well-crafted snake mm-hmm. until it moves. <laughs> Once it starts moving, not so great. But when it's laying there, that's a really good-looking snake. Yeah. Beats the shit out of CGI snakes all over the place. <laughs> so what do they do, Steve? Uh, well, they Conan sneaks into the room with the snake, and there's a, he steals the gems, including uh, the real big red one that is called the Eye of the Serpent. And yeah. then the snake wakes up, and he's like, what are you taking my jewels for, yeah, asshole? Jerk. Yeah, So Conan has to fight the snake. and It's a short fight. It's not a very long fight and and Subutai gets there to help him out and shoots the snake with a bunch of arrows and then Conan oh, grabs yeah. his sword and hacks the snake's head off like you do with Oh, snakes. that was good too. Yeah. That's a really good actually guys, good job on the chopping off the snake's head yeah. cuz that's in camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like let's pan away and then pan back to his snake with the snake on. Nope. <laughs> We see him meanwhile, hacking that head off. Yep. Meanwhile, right above it, there's like a pit that opens up to the snake. There's this girl who's having like a freak out in front of one of the dudes mm-hmm. in front of Rexor. And Rexor, I guess, is the high priest of this tower. And mm-hmm. Rexor was one of the dudes that was there when they attacked Conan's village. And he doesn't look any older at all whatsoever. <laughs> Not even a little bit. He takes care of himself. I guess. But then, meanwhile, one of these women is like half naked and flipping out all over the place. And then she he claps his hands and she steps forward to 
drop into the pit, I guess, to be eaten by the snake yeah. as a sacrifice. And instead, she's real disappointed because she lands on top of a big old dead bloody snake. <laughs> Which is gross, you know? Uh-huh. And Rexar goes, yeah, Rexar goes, uh-oh! And then everyone starts running around, and then they see Conan and, and Subutai climbing up out, up the ropes to get out! Yeah, and also, don't forget, at, at this point, uh, this is a scene where, uh, as they're fleeing, Conan sees uh, a medallion that has the double mm. snake mm. standard. And he's like... Big jade medallion, and he takes that for himself. Yeah. It's the thing I was <laughs> looking for. And then there's a brief moment of comedy where Valeria is holding up her knife, saying, chase after them, and then Rexor notices that, hey, you're not part of our group, and then she knocks them over and wraps a uh, cord around a guy's neck and throws him down the pit and then uses the lever, levy, the thing, the, you know, a pulley action, and she goes all the way up to the top because she's apparently a lot better at this than the other yeah, two. Yeah, we, we establish very quickly that, that Valeria is kind of a badass. Yeah, yeah, she's braver and she's smarter, and they get up to the top and she says her catchphrase, which she says several times in the movie, do you want to live forever? And then she jumps off and into, uh, we assume, a pond. Yeah. Uh, you know, this little fat pond-like thing outside of the thing. And then they jump off, and then we hard cut to them with money. Yeah, because they, they right? stole, a, they've been stealing shit left and right. Yeah, they've been stealing, they stole, they've stole a bunch of stuff, and they're, boy, they're living it up, and they're drinking, and they're eating, and they're having a great time, and him and Valeria, uh, him, I mean, Conan and Valeria start fucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> and we can tell it's love because it's not forced at all. No. She wants to. <laughs> and she doesn't. She doesn't turn into a witch or nothing. And Conan doesn't know what to do at first. Like, shouldn't this go no. terribly wrong? And uh, then the King's Guards come uh, at a very inopportune time when both of them are too drunk to fight. Yeah. In fact, Conan's face is... <laughs> Conan's face is... He's face down in a bowl of the worst-looking soup I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like Clint. It's actually a really. That's actually a very funny scene. Yeah, because he. It's like, can he breathe? He's been down there for a while. <laughs> Conan died in soup. Yeah. Um. So the Kingsmen take them up to King Osric, played by Max von Sydow, yeah. who acts the shit out of this oh, scene. Yeah. He he. There is no scenery left unchewed when he is. Well, done. he's not exactly chewing the scenery. He's just so goddamn good. He is, it, this is a really good by scene. comparison to everybody else. And he's like, hey, you guys broke into the. The tower and the assholes from that tower came into my throne room and they were they were threatening me. Can you believe that shit? I think you guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he shows him uh, a dagger which they call the yeah. fangs of the snake, and he's like, uh, yeah. he's like, yeah, I this one I took we, we took this out of one of my friends who was killed by his own daughter, and these snake assholes with Thulsa Doom they stole my daughter, and mm-hmm. I'm and Conan's like Thulsa Doom, yeah, yeah, he's like, huh? <laughs> He's like, yeah, he's an asshole. And anyway, I don't want my daughter to come back and stab me with one of these freaky daggers. So you guys have to yeah. go and steal her back for me. And here's a bunch of rubies to pay you. And now you mm-hmm. have to go steal my daughter back from Thulsa Doom. So go. And then he has one of the great lines that really informs everything we need to know about the character, which is there there comes a time when gold loses its mm-hmm. luster and uh, uh, what is it? Treasure ceases to glisten. Yeah. And the only thing that you have left is a father's love for his daughter. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> And Conan's like, yeah, whatever, let's go. I don't understand the words you just said that came out of your mouth. So, but there will be gold. Okay. <laughs> 
And his companions are like, fuck that king. We, they, he just made us rich beyond yeah. our wildest dreams. He gave us the money already. Val- Let's just go. And Valeria gets some, gets some character development. Because we can't give any lines to Arnold Schwarzenegger. So we give her some lines in which she's saying, like, I've not had a very good life. <laughs> and I've spent a lot of my life looking in other people's windows, seeing other people who have somebody. And they look happy. And that's all I want. Can't we just do that? What's Conan's response? Uh, he waits for her to fall asleep and then he leaves. Yeah. He goes to Bye. He, he goes to, to find <laughs> Thulsa Doom himself. Yeah. He leaves behind all the treasure because he's got revenge yeah, on his like, mind. He's like, you keep the money. I just want to kill some folks. Yeah. So he's he's running and he runs into some of the followers who are going to Tulsa Doom's Doom Tower. Yeah. The, the, the Doomberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're all holding flowers, and they're like, come on, join us. Learn to embrace emptiness yeah, or something. Be a snake-loving nihilist hippie, which is apparently what we yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, thank you. And he goes, and now he meets uh, the Wizard of the Mounds. Yeah. And he's like, I live out here, and no one bothers me out here, not even Tulsa Do. Um, are you going to go see him? And he's like, yep. <laughs> so he gets some flowers, and he shows up at the temple, and there, like you said before, a bunch of hippies. <laughs> and uh, then he runs into the only gay man in all of Hyboria. <laughs> yeah. A high priest who's like, mmm. <laughs> 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 muscles i love you and he's like hey let's go over somewhere more private and then he beats the shit out of him and takes his robes <laughs> beats him unconscious strips him naked now, leaves him to die guys in 1982 that was a thoughtful considerate role for a gay man <laughs> we have come a long way baby holy shit have we anyway now he's dressed up like a monk and he's using that jade thing to get all the way up onto the temple right yeah he shows it to a few guards and they're like go ahead and well, then he shows it to the last guard and the last guard kind of takes it from him and he's like oh shit and this belongs Conan, to the snake yeah because while Conan he's like sure take it whatever I don't care yeah. and he keeps climbing up the, the steps trying to make his way closer to the top and meanwhile the guard who took the medallion from him has shown it to Rexor and the other and guy and Thorgrim Thorgrim yeah. the, the other yeah the two guys who were there with also Doom when, when Conan's family was killed and they're yep. like hey that that priest had this this something's rotten here folks <laughs> and they're so like they yeah sneak, they sneak up to him while Tulsa's Tulsa Doom's up there going hey I'm the shit <laughs> <laughs> And then they grab him, and then they beat they they grab Conan, and then they beat the shit out of him, much like Christ. Mm-hmm. What? I didn't get that at all. No. And then uh, Tulsa Doom shows up, and he's like, "Hi, I'd like to talk to you now." <laughs> and uh, they they beat him up a little bit more, and he goes, "Hey, listen, um, you broke into my house. Uh, you killed my servants. Yeah, you, you killed one of my pets, Snake. Yeah, that really pisses me off. A lot of us way. are bummed out. That was an awesome. <laughs> did you you didn't before you killed it? At least acknowledge that it was a pretty awesome snake." <laughs> <laughs> And Conan's like, you killed my father. And he's like, oh, I did that when I was young and I wanted steel. And I found something a lot better. It's called fanaticism. Watch this. And he, he <laughs> looks up and he goes, hey, come here, little girl. And there's a little girl way up there. And she just steps right off and falls right yep. to the ground. And he's like, wasn't that cool? I can do that. That's that's what I can do. See, that's more power than you'll ever have. Um, Crucify him. <laughs> Yeah, basically. He basically puts a mind trip on him, and he's like, hey, I've been the thing that's been driving you this whole time. Uh, yeah, I'm putting that in your head right before I crucify you, yeah. right before I nail uh, you to a tree. And he he also tells him that flesh is stronger than steel. Yeah. Because flesh is the, is what wields steel. Yeah, so now we cut yeah. to this tree, he's the tree of woe. <laughs> aptly <laughs> named. Aptly named. Some vultures come down to keep him company, and he, uh, he uh, uh, kills one with his mouth. 
<laughs> yes, he does. He grabs it with his fucking yeah. teeth and chews its neck off. And he's just like, oh, any, any of you other vultures want to fuck with me? Just before we think he's about to die, who shows up, Steve? His best buddy in the whole world, Subutai. Oh, yay, and he laughs until he almost dies. Yeah. And they drag his body back to the wizard, and he's like, he's gonna die real soon. And Valeria's like, uh, I don't care what the price is, you're gonna keep him alive. And is like, you don't, no, not Subutai, the wizard's like, you, the don't wizard. under, you don't understand. Cartoons are coming for him. <laughs> Cartoons are coming, and they're going to take his soul away, probably tonight. Um, I mean, I can draw all over his face and wrap him like a mummy, and maybe that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're really asking a lot, yeah. I mean. So they draw all over his face, wrap him up like a mummy, and the night falls, and then everything turns red. And what happens, Steve? The, <laughs> the, the uh, nightmare cartoons from my childhood come. <laughs> And try to take take away his soul or something. They try to, yeah, they try to take him away. And, and Valeria uh, fights him off. Yeah. Because that's the person who we should be following in this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the truly courageous, selfless character. Yeah. Uh, and then she fights him off all night, and he's alive. Yay. Yay. And they're like, okay, for real, we're going to get... Okay, because here's the deal. We're going to go get the king's daughter back. And that's it, Conan. Yeah, we're not going to go on a revenge rampage. We're not going on a kill crazy rampage because you're dead parents. It's a brutal world. And quite honestly, they probably went relatively quickly by comparison. Yeah. like know your mom did. (laughs) In case you haven't noticed, we're like the only three non-assholes in this entire world. (laughs) And you're on the... (laughs) And you're on the, the the edge, Conan, okay? You could you're kind of an asshole too, so Yeah. As near as I can tell, we're the only ones that aren't in a cult or aren't like guards for a king or just <laughs> asshole selling shit. <laughs> So we're going to go. We're going to do it. So let's get painted up like zebras and let's go. So they get painted up like zebras. <laughs> sure. You know, for camouflage. For camouflage. They break in the in, snake temple. Break into the snake temple <laughs> and they find an orgy. Yeah. A big cannibal orgy. Yeah. They're making hand soup. <laughs> well, there's more than just hands in that soup. <laughs> yeah. Because lots of heads pour out of that soup when they <laughs> when Conan dumps it later on. It's people. <laughs> they don't care. The lady takes. Well, okay. So a lady comes up and they this huge tureen of soup that is made being cooked by an executioner as near as I can tell yeah like ladles out this soup it's got a hand in it she immediately takes the best part out which I guess is the hand and starts eating the hand so these people all these people are just gross cannibal people right Steve yeah they but they're having a good time but yeah, uh, I mean bef- before they can do anything Tulsa Doom's up on his throne and uh, the the daughter's with him yeah and then Tulsa Doom does something kind of weird <laughs> He, yeah, I mean, it depends on your perspective. If you think, you know, turning into a snake is weird. Turning into a giant snake is really weird, Steve. He he He's just kind of, he and he, he's just sort of sitting there and he's like, you know, I'm going to turn into a snake. <laughs> what, else, what else have I got now, to do tonight? Is it possible that the reason he was so upset about the other snake dying was because in snake form, that other snake was his girlfriend? Maybe, maybe. It makes a lot more sense, doesn't it, if you think about it. He's like, yeah, I want to get my, my freaky deaky snake self. Or maybe he was, and... or maybe he was like, you know, we switched shifts. That was supposed to be my day as the giant snake. Uh, that could have been me. Really makes you think. So when they start attacking everybody to get the daughter back, he turns into a snake and he leaves. Yeah, they kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, they do. They get the girl. They go back to their horses. They get on their horses and they ride away. The end. Yeah, nope. end of the movie. No. <laughs> Tulsa Doom not. has a different idea because he's not done being weird and creepy about snakes. <laughs> 
No, he's not. He comes out with Thorgrim and Tokar and Razor and Cardor and He-Man and Stinkor yeah. and <laughs> just all all his peeps, all Man his at arms peeps. and <laughs> the evil warriors. <laughs> And he's like, um, they're getting away. I can see them right there. Give me, give me a bow. Here you go. You want an arrow? No, I, I got this. He pulls <laughs> out a snake. He whispers in its ears, in its ear, I guess, seek. Then he straightens the snake out and shoots the snake at him. Yeah. And he hits Valeria. He hits Valeria right in the side and... Conan yeah. grabs her immediately, and they, they ride off a few feet away. Yeah, and then they pull the <laughs> snake out of her body, and it went real deep inside her. Yeah. And she's like, hold me, kiss me, let me do let me do a real gross thing, which is breathe my last breath into your mouth, which I I guess is a thing in Hyboria, but boy, that's just kind of gross. And yeah. then she dies. Yeah. Because she said, oh, the wizard said I'd pay a price. I didn't know it was going to be this. I figured I'd lose a pinky or something, but this? Yeah, I'd have to pay a tax or something. And so then they take him takes him up to this like ancient area like yeah. Stonehenge before Stonehenge so this was Stonehenge before Stonehenge this is where Stonehenge <laughs> got the idea yeah they saw yeah. that and they said we can make a smaller version of it in England where no one will fuck with it and, <laughs> and uh, according to the wizard you can't make a fire there because it's too windy yeah but uh, Conan just builds the funeral pyre there and puts Valeria on it and he and uh, 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 Subatai starts crying and ma- and the wizard's like why are you crying and he's like because because uh, it's beyond the ability of the main actor of this movie, so they're making me do it. Just like everyone else has dialogue and he doesn't, the same deal. <laughs> I don't understand why it was beyond his acting ability to fuck. I would love to have a fucking scene. I wouldn't mind having a fucking scene either. Well, there you go. But no, he gets all that stuff. I gotta be his. I gotta be his his spot crier where it's time for him for something emotional. I gotta do it. <laughs> fuck this. Oh, she's on fire. He lights the fire. And she burns up and then she turns into a fireworks display yeah yeah weird like what did you put in that funeral pyre dude yeah and then we get an a-team montage yes (laughs) yes because uh yeah they the uh the 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 king's daughter that they brought back with them they have her tied up and she says, you know that uh, Tulsa Doom saw your fires, so he's totally coming for your ass. Yeah, because he loves me, and yeah. I love him, and we're together forever, forever and ever. And so they, they start building traps and setting uh, the weapons all over the place and getting arrows set up, because they're going to be ready, too, against however many guys they send. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then and at the very end, when they're all set up, they, they slap their hands together and do a bro fist or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and then Conan takes a moment for a quiet moment of prayer. Oh, he has to pray. My favorite yeah. prayer ever in a movie, ever. <laughs> I wish every prayer in a movie ended this way. How does it go, Steve? Well, he uh, he, he, he says to Krom, uh, I've never prayed before. I don't have the tongue for it. Uh, you, you're not going to remember who was good or bad anyway. All, yeah. all you need to remember is that the two of us stood against many and uh, if you can grant me one request grant me revenge yeah and then he says and if you don't grant me my request and he says and if you do not listen if you do not listen then to hell with you <laughs> i so guess that got crom's attention because he's like what what <laughs> dear god please give me this thing i want and if you don't give it to me fuck you <laughs> 
And so then Tulsa Doom shows up with all his dudes yeah. and uh, fighting and chopping and trapping and shooting people with arrows. And oh no, Subatai got stabbed in the butt. Uh oh. Oh, but he got saved by the wizard guy who killed him with his spear. Yeah. He, he has an embarrassing turtle moment where he can't get up because of the armor. <laughs> and uh, then, uh, oh no, Thorgrim, he got uh, stabbed by uh, one of those traps. Yeah. I was glad when he died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh oh, but here comes Rexor and they have a fight and Rexor yeah. has his father's sword. Uh oh. And they fight and fight and then he gets knocked, this Conan gets knocked over and Rexor is going to stab him. What happened, Steve? <gasps> well, Valeria reappears. Are you sure it's Valeria sh- and not Obi-Wan? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She's all shiny and bright. And she yeah. blocks the killing blow that was going to come from uh, Rexor. And she's dressed like a disco Valkyrie. Yeah. And she's what? like, and she's like, uh, I think she she says to Conan, you want to live forever? Yeah. And then she, and then Conan like looks back and she's gone. And she's gone. And Obi-Wan's like, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. You want to get a drink? Not a lot of women around. <laughs> I know a perfect little bar at Mos Eisley. <laughs> uh, okay, they fear so, me there. <laughs> so then um, Conan kills Rexor. Yeah. And Tulsa Doom is all by himself now. And he's like, oh, fuck. He takes his helmet off. And um, the, the Osric's daughter is like, hey, it's me. Come get me. Don't leave. <laughs> what, what are you doing with that snake? <laughs> oh, I've seen that trick. It's real cool. Why are you aiming it at me, honey pie? Hey, sweetie Munchkin, why why are you aiming the dead, deadly snake at me? And he shoots his deadly snake, but thankfully, Subatai, with his shield, stops the snake. Yeah. And saves her. Yeah. And uh, Tulsa Doom beats Cheeks. He's like, he's <laughs> I'm gone. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> he rides away. Conan, uh, oh, in the fight with Rexor, his father's sword got broken. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, it's over? He's done this thing where he salutes the sky in slow motion. And we're like, okay, so we're having one of those endings where the bad guy lives. That's interesting. That's an interesting way to end the movie. Movie. I mean, I would expect you to kill Tulsa Doom, but I guess not. I mean, I'm fine with this ending here. It's a big battle scene, and, and it's over, right, Steve? Uh, no. no oh, that's actually, right. <laughs> there's a whole. There's a whole another scene. So we cut back to the temple. Tulsa Doom's there, and he's like, "Hey, everybody, shit's gone down. Time to kill everybody." He's like, "Everyone, go home and kill everyone that told you that joining the snake cult, where the leader arbitrarily tells you to kill yourself." <laughs> <laughs> was a bad idea. Because unless you haven't noticed, the Mossum... But who appears right behind him? Conan. And what does Tulsa Doom try to do? He tries to talk his way out of it. Yeah. He tries like, to say, you, you're you not going to kill me. I'm more of like a father to you than your father was. You're only here because I set you on the path. I'm the one who made you strong. Yeah, what will you be without me? Nothing. Yeah. And Conan has a moment of, like, doubt, I guess? Sure. <laughs> he has a moment of something. Either he... Something... Someone dropped something on his foot or... You know. No. His mind just wandered for a second. According to the show notes, uh, James Earl Jones went out of his way to help Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I imagine was just lost. He went out of his way to, uh, to give him some finer points about how to approach a scene. And I would pay fucking money to see that. James Earl Jones coaching Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I know. Can you believe? I, I, one of the great actors in the history of stage and screen. <laughs> 
trying to walk Arnold Schwarzenegger through a, a scene in one of his they have early two, films. Because they have two scenes together. Yeah. In which Arnold Schwarzenegger has one line of dialogue in one of them and no lines of dialogue in the other. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, filmmakers, here's, here's, I'm just going to do this before we end the movie. Um, taking away dialogue from somebody means that their performance has to be super strong without dialogue. <laughs> it's not so easy. That means you need to actually escalate the talent of the actor. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't let him off the hook. Anyway, does it work? They become besties? They become yeah, they father join. and son. He becomes Tulsa Jr. Yeah. Conan joins the cult. <laughs> no, no, he chops his head off. Oh, uh, just in one one strike? No, no. It takes a few. <laughs> he ta- it takes a few hacks. Takes three with the broken sword with his father's broken sword. Yeah, and then he holds up his head to yep. the cult, and yep. then he fucking pitches it down the stairs. Yeah, and the cult goes, oh, and they just go home. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, everybody. We're done. And then uh, he sets fire to the stone temple. Not quite sure how he managed to do that. <laughs> He but, has a way with setting things on fire that aren't supposed to burn, apparently. Yeah, and so the stone temple's burning. Uh, uh, we get a, a cross fade to Conan now, and he's older, he's got beard, yeah. he's on a throne, and ending text. <laughs> yeah, that that tells us basically... We've uh, had a he, narrator this whole fucking time. Why, are we, why is know. this not narrated? I guess well, Mako was like, I'm not reading anymore. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. You had me read all this shit. Was that 300 words? I'm done. You paid for <laughs> My 300. contract was for so many words. I'm out. <laughs> but yeah, and the, the the text tells us, oh, and Conan had many more adventures, and eventually he became king. But of that's another story. The nerd just told me it was he became the king of Aquilonia. Oh, Thank okay. you, nerd. Thanks, nerd. <laughs> Do not speak unless you are spoken to. It was on that day that the critics per- poured all of their nerdiness into one vessel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then what happens? Uh, nothing. What? He just That's sits the there end. and stares at us for he the rest just, of the He sits there and stares and we, we fade to black and then we fade up on the, uh, the Tulsa Doom symbol and then Uh-oh. we get ourselves some credits. The end? The end. Oh. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Yeah, man. How did you feel about this sword and sorcery movie? <laughs> to end all sword and sorcery movies, you wish. Um, I know, right? Conan the Barbarian. You know, I'm. I, I have to say, if if they were all like this one, I probably wouldn't mind so much. Really? Because it's not. I, I mean, obviously, it's it's not a great movie. Oh, no. In many ways, it's not even a good movie. <laughs> In some ways, it's not but, a movie. <laughs> it's. But it's. I found it really entertaining. Oh, okay. Um, um, it's what I would call this. This is the kind of movie I think of when I think of like a good popcorn movie. Like it, it you don't have. In fact, it's better if you don't think about it. You know, uh, because a <laughs> lot of it doesn't. You keep telling us not to think. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. And, uh, and but but it, it's it's an it's an and engaging and entertaining and diverting two hours. I think um, it takes a lot of shortcuts with narration, with not having Schwarzenegger say very much. Mm-hmm. Um, with, uh, you know, and by, by trading a lot on Schwarzenegger's presence on just having him as like a big, impressive guy mm-hmm. like that, it, it, it leans very heavily just on that. Like, look, he's yeah. a big, he's a big, you know, st- 
strong, muscly guy. And look, isn't he impressive? And and that's like 95% of his character, you know? And what little tiny bit of a character arc he has is just incredibly simple. And he actually has far less character and less, you know, less development than his two main companions. Um, well, his but, other companion has none. And his other companion has none. <laughs> but, Subutai has jack and shit. He's just no, he, a thief he, and an archer. But he does, he does save... Osric's daughter at the end, so at least he does nah, like something true. selfless, and you he know? gets all the line dialogue that probably was Conan's. Yeah, yeah, and so there are things to look at. It, it, it has its shortcomings, and you can tell that they were sort of uh, saddled with Schwarzenegger at this point because I mean they 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 wanted him because he was physically what they wanted for the part, but yeah. he was not yet an actor, no. and uh, they didn't really trust him doing much other than just being big and physical mm-hmm. and. And, and yet, even though even though they had they sort of had that you know two hundred pound stone on their back, um, they they protected him fairly well. I thought you know he mm-hmm. he only had he only has a few lines. The few lines that he does have are serviceable. I mean, yeah. you're never you're not going to come away from the movie thinking, boy, that Schwarzenegger's a hell of an actor. Mm-hmm. But they they protect him enough so that he doesn't embarrass himself. Yeah, he's not and, an awful actor. He really no, is not. Even at this point in his career, he's not an awful actor. And they don't they don't ask him to do more than he can do so he has that one big emotional line when Tulsa Doom is beating him and he's like you killed my father you killed my mother you killed my people yeah and it, it's not the best delivered line in the history of cinema but it's not no. terrible and it's within serviceable the context, it works yeah, within the context of this movie it's acceptable because mm-hmm. that's the style of acting and it's the kind of movie it is now the and, unfortunate bit about that is he's acting against James Earl fucking Jones yeah who is like <laughs> I, I could act around circles around this guy Are you <laughs> and he he does it right in that scene he turns a ridiculous line like you killed my pets and that's the most egregious of all you killed my snake he literally says out loud you killed my snake yeah and he sells it you know Uh he sells the shit out of it um so no it's i I would say it's it's an enjoyable entertaining movie and it doesn't wear out its welcome and it has some some interesting some well choreographed fight scenes that aren't too acrobatic that aren't too like showy you know this was before the era where like you know big budget movies would have fight scenes for the last 10 minutes and and jumping and flying through the air i actually one of my my favorite fight scene in the movie is probably conan's first fight as a slave when he's getting his ass kicked at first yeah and then he grabs the guy's arm and puts it behind his back and just starts punching his arm it was a little bit like wrestling wasn't it? it's a little well there well (laughs) but what i it was like wrestling in the sense that it told a very simple story of conan getting the shit kicked out of him and then figuring out what he has to do like wrestling right yeah (laughs) you know i mean protected is a wrestling term too they protected schwarzenegger i wasn't going to bring that up Um, but no, he, he Schwarzenegger does a good job from where his skill level is at at this point. Yeah. Uh, the movie does a good job building around him and making sure that it doesn't ask more of him than he can do. And yeah, overall, I think it's a good movie. It's an enjoyable movie and, and it's fun to watch. And if, if there mm. were more, uh, you know, sword and sandal epics like this that were about two hours long and weren't too full of themselves and <laughs> were, were, were silly, but were not like, you know, mm-hmm. s- not, not, not so 
self-conscious about it. Like you can tell that there there are some jokes in here and there are some moments where it yeah. it feels like the filmmakers are kind of having fun with it, like the fucking soup with hands in it. It's like, okay, come on. They had to know that was hilarious. <laughs> like they had to do that on they purpose. They had to know it was hilarious. We're going are we going too far? Put the soup, put the hand in the soup. Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I think this is going hand. too far. If you think that's too far, watch this. Hey, lady, take a bite out of the hand. Yeah, exactly. It's like they have to be doing this on purpose, right? Um, <laughs> so there, there are some moments like that in it, you know, or like when Conan throws the witch into the fire and has or, no reaction at all. Just, or when he like, punches oh. the punches the camel, punches or the camel. When his yeah, that's, face goes in the soup. Yeah, I mean, there are some there are some moments, some very light moments. You're like, okay, they know what this is, right? They're doing this on purpose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I enjoyed it. I think it's 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 an enjoyable movie. It's a movie I would watch again and have a good time watching. Hmm. So now there you I'm go. I'm gonna do mine now. I really like this movie in 1982. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 13 years old, we really hadn't had a movie quite like this, and it was great fun. And I think for a first-time viewer, it is great fun. But for a 17th-time viewer, <laughs> there's a lot of running in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a whole lot of setup. There's a whole lot of just getting him to where he needs to go. And if you already know the plot, boy, there's a lot of nothing between major plot beats. A lot of running, and I wouldn't mind it so much. I, I This, is, I think, is going to be the first time I'm going to say this. This movie would dramatically improve if they had a better cinematographer. Mm. Because there's, there's a lot to appreciate in this movie. All of the stunts were real. There's no CGI because it didn't fucking exist. And so all of the stuff, a lot of the stuff is in camera. Um, they have real sets costumes they costumed I don't know 1500 people at, at the temple for Tulsa Doom all in freaking priest robes um, they spent some money and this is as close as we're going to get to a modern epic like Spartacus <laughs> was back in the 60s where they had to build shit and film on location and people actually had to be in the place where they were filming and I think that um, for the locales that they were using had they had a better cinematographer that could shoot landscapes better this movie probably would be drastically improved because now when you when you cut to those scenes of them running across fields or running through the blighted landscape of Spain <laughs> it's kind of flat and static mm. and and kind of uninteresting to watch. I still enjoy the parts where things happen, but it's getting to those points that's kind of tedious for me. And that's I will wholly admit it's because I've seen the movie too many times. I watched mm. it a lot when I was a teenager. Uh, but it's still a good movie. It really is. It's still it's not smart. <laughs> it's not trying it's not trying to come up with anything terribly deep. I, there's no theme running through it. I know that uh, some critics at the time when it came out said that it was forwarding fascist ideals. I'm really having a hard time trying to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Conan's not a fascist. He's just a barbarian. It's kind yeah. of like if he was leading an army and, and forcing people to do what he wanted, I could see that. But unless they mean Tulsa Doom, but isn't he the bad guy in the movie? <laughs> so I don't see any of those criticisms holding up about, you know, it. I can see some some people said it's all about individualism. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much true. I mean, he's an individual and he's making his way. But they also make a point that he would have died at least three times without his friends. Yeah. Because his his individualism had him go attack uh, Temple uh, Temple Doom with uh, with nobody, and he got caught, and then he got crucified. <laughs> there, you, so take that, libertarians. Uh, yeah. So, with the exception of uh, a few performances, and by performances, I mean a series of monologues. 
<laughs> one by one by his father, one by uh, one by Max von Sydow, and uh, about three or four from uh, Tulsa Doom. The performances aren't great. The, the actors aren't the strongest in the world. Out of uh, the trio, Valeria is the strongest actor out of the three. I have a feeling that almost all of Subutai's lines were dubbed, or at mm-hmm. least ADR'd. Um, and we have that problem where the filmmakers decided that Conan just wasn't going to talk, and that everyone else would talk around him, which can get frustrating, because he is our central character who we're following all the time. And by the end, you're like, I have no idea who this guy is, other than the rudimentary you killed my girlfriend, and now I want revenge. On top of the revenge for when you killed my parents. So that's like <laughs> triple revenge, right there. Um, there's a couple of quiet scenes, character development scenes that I appreciate. Um, is it my favorite fantasy film? No. But is it, would I kick it out of bed for eating crackers or turn it into a witch? I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I like it. It's a good film, and I think for first-time viewers, there will be a lot there that you can appreciate and enjoy. But it's definitely not a go-to movie for me because of all the downtime. And there's a lot of downtime in the movie. Um, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got uh, great sets. It's got great costumes. It's really neat to see Arnold Schwarzenegger just at the beginning of his movie career. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Uh, hey, Steve, classic or not classic? I'm going to go classic. I think it uh, it doesn't have a reputation as being a great film. It has a reputation no. of, of being like a, a good adventure movie, and I think yeah. it is. This was a movie that was targeted specifically towards me and my demographic when it first came out, and we loved it when it came out. <laughs> and there wasn't really anything else like it, and it and it inspired a whole shit ton of awful fantasy films in the eighties. Oh boy, that I love, by the way. <laughs> So yeah, I'll say it's a classic. I'll say it's the original Conan and the Barbarian. It's a classic. If you want to go watch a classic Conan and the Barbarian, make sure it says 1982 on it. Don't pick up the one that says 2011 because that's the one with the jumping and the, the flips and the, all the other stuff. Right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to want to keep away from that one. Yeah. And so now it's time where we recommend a film that's hopefully related to this one. Right, Steve? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Steve, do you have a film that you would like to recommend? <laughs> I do. I Actually, I, I thought it would be interesting to recommend another Schwarzenegger movie because Ooh. this is Conan is the movie that really made Schwarzenegger a superstar um, mm-hmm. it was not his first movie but it was his first big blockbuster movie what well, was and, his first movie oh wasn't it Hercules in New York yes it was yeah yeah <laughs> Um, there's, there's, now there's one you can seek out. That's, that's not what I'm recommending, but if you want to see, if you want to, if you want to see how far he came by the time he did Conan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then watch Hercules in New York. Um, no, actually uh, an interesting thing happened to Schwarzenegger after he had his, his 1980s and 1990s sort of heyday as a huge action star. Uh, well, first he became a politician and he started making fewer movies because he was the governor of California. Yeah. Uh, and then he got old at yeah. the same time. So How dare his, he? I know. What the hell, Arnold? Um, so his output kind of slowed down. And mm-hmm. he did this really interesting thing that, that a lot of, of action movie stars don't do, which is he became an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and not not a terrible actor, actually, as it turns out. Um, and he still does, when he does a movie here and there, it's still, you know, genre stuff. But it's, it's focused a lot more on him as an actor actor as opposed to him as an action figure and <laughs> and as is so often the case in these movies that I recommend I'm recommending a movie that is not a great movie but is a good movie that is that is interesting that kind of didn't get a lot of attention when it first came out mm-hmm. and it's a movie that Schwarzenegger stars in from about 2 years ago and it's called
called Maggie. Oh, I've seen Maggie. And it's it's a little like ninety minutes quasi horror movie, uh, starring Schwarzenegger and uh, Abigail Breslin, and they play a father and a daughter, and they are living in a world that is uh, trying to cope with being in the grip of a zombie apocalypse. And the zombies in this, <laughs> the zombies in Maggie work basically the same as zombies in other zombie movies in anything, work, yeah. except that it's a lot slower. The the zombification process takes a while. Gives uh, you a lot of time to think about it. Gives you a lot of time to make a movie about it. Um, <laughs> so Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the father of, of a, a teenage girl who is infected with the zombie virus, and he sort of has to decide what he's going to do with her because the government has set up these... Basically, the government gives you options. They say, look, you, when, when a person is infected, you can turn them in and we'll take them away and humanely dispose of them, supposedly, or you can you can take care of it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but you have Shotgun cure. Yeah, but you have to do something. You can't just let them be zombies because that's not an option for anybody. So Schwarzenegger is like torn between, you know, his duty and and his his need to like protect his daughter and his love for his daughter. And as I say, it, it's not a, it's not a perfect movie. It's not a great movie. There are moments where it's not quite what it should be. Uh, but as a as a as a showcase for how Schwarzenegger has grown as an actor, especially if you watch this after you watch Conan, um, it's. <laughs> It's quite. I mean, the, he's he's done some he's done some work these last forty years uh, to get better at the old acting thing. Are you trying he, to convince me that he's grown? I think maybe he has as an yeah. artist. Um, and I, I I think it's it's like I say, it's a very interesting movie that didn't get a lot of attention when it was first released, and it's worth a look. So if you want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger, the sixty-something uh, uh, faded action star slash actor, and compare him with the early, you know, pure Schwarzenegger of Conan, I would say check out Maggie. Cool. There you go. Okay, so, as you know, I usually recommend a film from the same year of the movie that we just reviewed. And, oh boy, oh boy, Steve, mm-hmm. 82 was a great year. It was a great year. Tron came out that year. Yeah. Tron, E.T., Blade Runner, tons of movies. The Thing. Maybe that's in, like, my top five of my favorite movies of all mm-hmm. time. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. But I try to recommend a film that's kind of related to what mm-hmm. we watched. And I was going through the list of movies in 1982, and then I saw a glistening jewel. Something that is near and dear to my heart, something that I love, that I like more than this movie. The one that we just reviewed. It's awful. It has no production value at all whatsoever. Made on the cheap, super fast. But for whatever reason, I will watch this movie in a heartbeat over Coda and the Barbarian. Because this movie ain't slow and just gets to its points right away. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? What movie is it? It's a little movie called. The Beastmaster. Oh, yes! The Beastmaster. Absolutely. Now, for those of you who are new to our podcast, you'll know that my tastes run weird. And <laughs> one of the weird places that my tastes go is that I like cheap, corny, awful films from the 1980s. And boy, oh boy, The Beastmaster is just that. If you haven't seen it, it's set in some fictional fantasy land where Mark Singer <laughs> plays Dar. That's his whole name, Dar. Yep. And he's got a special ability because of some witch shit in which he can talk to animals and he's got a couple of ferrets and he has this tiger that they painted black and he's got a uh, like a bird and he's got a girl uh, Tanya Roberts who's nude in the movie who's named Kiri nude for PG PG nudity what happened to you nudity in PG movies what what is wrong with us (laughs) 
but also has John Amos from all in the, uh, from all in the family from the Jeff not from the Jeffersons from Good Times from Good Times playing a badass with a staff and Rip Torn that's right Rip Torn's in a fantasy movie and he plays a super evil high priest named Max and they fight all over the place and there's these weird thing berserker creatures wearing hockey masks and flying bat people and oh boy it's bad it's so bad but it's so good at the same time you'll laugh your way through this fucking movie the the production quality is awful I'm not saying it's a great movie guys but it is just fun and it keeps you engaged for I think the, the total hour and a half running time for the entire movie if you haven't seen it and you guys like cheesy fun then please see the Beastmaster it actually made its money back kind of hard not to considering that I think it had like a three million dollar budget or something like that <laughs> and it inspired I think two sequels and a TV show yeah so yeah it's got it's not influential but if you like cheese and you like cheap movies Beastmaster you'll find it you'll find it anywhere probably find it for free someplace <laughs> and you'll watch it and if you're not into that you're gonna hate me (laughs) okay that's it we're done we're done steve we're finished (sighs) hey steve yeah man should we do it again Uh, well this and like another one of these yeah let's do conan the barbarian again okay Let's just do the let's let's do this exact show word for hey, word. Hey, there are plenty of podcasts out there that are doing stupid shit like this, like watching the same movie every single time. There's a movie. There's a movie podcast out there where they watch some awful movie every day for a year or something, and they make a podcast about how their perceptions of the movie have changed. And I'm not suggesting that because I enjoy my sanity when I have it. So um, maybe we do a different movie. Okay, okay, I, I I I can see the logic in that. Basically, what we've been doing this whole time. Yeah. Okay. And I think we should do. Uh, you know, like a sci-fi movie. We haven't done that in a while. No, it's been a few months. And the last time we did do a sci-fi movie, it hurt us bad. Yeah, okay, so let's do a good sci-fi movie. Oh, okay, or, so yeah. what, what are you thinking? Well, let's see. You know who is... A, you know what I really like in a sci-fi movie? Uh, is, boobs? Uh, <laughs> other than that. Um, no, uh, robots. Ro- robots, yeah. Robots. I like robots, too. Robots could, are good. We could do... Maybe we could do a sci-fi movie that has, like, a prominently cast robot in, 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 the, in the thing. Oh, uh, okay. We just did an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, you! <laughs> I'm here all week, folks. Hey. Uh, I know what we could do with that okay. as a robot in it. Okay. And as a classic movie. Oh. Undeniably a classic film. Yeah. Let's do Forbidden Planet. Oh, I like that. I was That's good, because the other one I had was the 1997 version of Lost in Space. Oh, well, I'd murder you. Okay, yeah, see, I'm glad that you... forced me to review that, that, I, no. I'm glad that you went first. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Steve and I have the balls to go up and review what is considered a science fiction classic. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. Definitely. Definitely. We're going to put on our big old smart hats and point out all the similarities between Forbidden Planet and The Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are well, there similarities? Like every other reviewer that ever mentions it. And we're going to see if Forbidden Planet lives up to its reputation as being a movie made in the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> no, being a classic. Yeah. So tune in next time where we jump onto a flying saucer and we pretend like hell that this isn't an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> it can't be. It's too early. And we review Forbidden Planet. Yeah. So until next time, this has been Jason Harding and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives reminding you to always remember what is best in life. Hmm. Crush your enemies. What? See them driven before you. Yeah. And hear the lamentations of their women. 
Goodbye, everybody. Uh, excuse me. Oh, just yeah. One second, please. Yes. Uh, in that order, crush, drive them before you, and then the women cry. I think, uh, actually, what would be more accurate is drive them before you, then crush them, I see. then the women cry. You kind of have it in reverse order. That doesn't make any sense. I see what you're saying. You drive them ahead of you first, and then you catch up to them and crush them. Exactly. And then you hear the lamentations of, uh, but have you considered this as an alternative to that? Ow! <laughs> Get back in your box! <laughs> I was just pointing out that there was a logical fallacy in the way you had it. Back in your box! I'm sorry! I'm gonna get, please. I'll crush you. I'll crush you, you'll see. (laughs) One day pop culture will rule supreme and I'll be the god! Ah, you shut the fuck up, nerd. Like nerds are ever gonna be cool. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. And we just alienated our entire audience. (laughs) Yay! Late Seating is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmylistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening.